Okay. So uh, first of all, before before we uh, get started, continue continue in sort of like more of introduction mode, I think, uh, from last week as well. So just I'm gonna have to end this year a little bit earlier than usual. Again, it's hard to say what's usual. We just started last week, but I have to start. I've been a little bit early, and then I gotta I gotta I gotta go. So usually questions and stuff like that. Email, text, WhatsApp, whatever it is, but I, I, I got to run after. So just I apologize in advance. Okay, so uh, last week we really, Mamish just got started with the first sim in Lekut Maran. And really it was more of just a, a general introduction in terms of it's hard to be mitzamsim to constrict and it's hard to be, we can't be masik what exactly the contribution of any tzaddik is, and especially, uh, you know, the ones that go down history and uh, some of the greatest, that's impossible. But uh, in a way of, of, of that's really the, the, main, the main objective. So the tzaddik is to talk a little bit about something that we could be masik to appreciate what the tzaddik brought to the world. So what we spoke about last week was, is that it's at the first piece in Lukut Maran, and really the last piece, all the way at the end of Lukut Maran, really are both talking about the Indian of Tefillah, and uh, the first piece of Kutum Maran begins with a capital Tilim, with a Pasuk from Tilim, the first Pasuk in Tilim. And the last piece of Kutum Maran also talks about the Indian of saying Tilim, B'derech Hispoidudos, which is something, again, uh, I guess at some point we'll, Bez Hashem, try to get there. But basically, but to make a long story short, but what we spoke about last week was, is that, and this is really the, the, the crux of the first tar of Kutum Maran, is that Rabbi Nachman is coming, following the path of the Baal Shem Tev, to really reestablish in the world the significance and the chashivas, the, the inherent significance and chashivas of davening. Which we spoke about last week, that's the Indian of Malchus based David, of, of rebuilding Malchus based David, is that the, what Malchus based David means in the Nefesh is the Indian of davening. And so, and so before the Baal Shem Tev, or you know, without, without the light of the Baal Shem Tev, davening is obviously important, but as the Gemara puts it, it's chayisha, it's things of this world. It's, it's, it's fundamentally temporary. It's, uh, it's fundamentally, it, it's not essentially important. It's there to facilitate your needs in order to make sure that you're able, you have what you need in order to do your ikr things, which is Torah and mitzvahs. But davening itself is not fundamentally important. <clears throat> and the, the, fact that davening, the fact that this is the, the simple, more chitzonistic uh, perspective of davening is reflective of Davin Melch himself, right? We know that Davin Melch, when he was, uh, when Shmuel Hanavi, right, goes to anoint one of the sons of Yishai to be the king. So the Pasuk says in Sefer Shmuel, that Yishai, Yishai was one that was, was one of the Tzadik Hador. Yishai was the, big, the, the great Tzadik of the generation. And Yishai brings all of his sons to see if they're the ones to be there, if any of them is going to be the anointed one. And none of them, you know, pass the test. And Shmuel says, do you have any other son? And Yishai says, yeah, I have one son, but it's not even a Havamina that he's going to be the king, and that's Davin HaMelech. Right, so you see the Indian of Davin HaMelech, which is Davining, is fundamentally seen, even by, by Big Tzadikim, as Chayisha, as, as, as something that's, that's, that's fundamentally unessential. That doesn't have its own inherent chashivas. It's there to facilitate uh, other avodas. But like the, like, like but why? what happens is that Shdavid Melch is anointed as king. So the Indian of Malchus based David is like we said last week. The first piece of the Maran is establishing tefillah as an ikkar, and to a certain degree, even Taira is there just to facilitate tefillah. And that's really what the piece is about. Now. We'll continue on. We managed to start the, a little bit the first paragraph last week. 
So we'll continue on, and we'll see. We might have to have a little bit more hakdamas. Like, like I think I mentioned this last week. The Rabbi Nachman is like uh, it's very hard to just start. You know, you sort of have to just jump on. That's that's kind of the way it is, and it's very hard to tell where the beginning is, where the end is. It's just one big bechina of something. So that's uh, you know that's part of the deal. It's the same thing with davening. Davening is also very hard to know. Even al pi kabbal, it's hard to know when when does the day begin for davening. The Gemara has a discussion about this even in Allah. On the one hand, we know that the night comes before the day, so maybe Mayrav is first. On the other hand, you know, the, you know, the Tfilas are corresponding to Karbonus, and by the Beis Hamikdash, the day comes first, so then Shachris is the first. So is Shachris the first, and Mayrav is the end? Or is Mayrav the first? It's hard to know. It's kind of both. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. It's hard to know where things begin, where things end when it comes to davening. And so that's, uh, Rabbi Nachman is similar to that as well. <clears throat> okay, so let's just uh, let, let's 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 read the first paragraph and we'll see what we can do. Da, you should know. So it says we're not like this. Through one's learning, and we're going to see how this works. Through one's learning, through learning, one one is zayichet that all of his tefillas and all of his requests are are answered. Are answered. So again, that's what we spoke about last week, that Rabbi Nachman is, is presenting us with uh, this type of Indian, where Tyra is sort of there to help one's tefillahs. The opposite of what, what usually is, that tefillah is there to help one's Tyra. So, so that now Rabbi Nachman explains why is this. What is, in other words, Rabbi Nachman now has to define for us what exactly is holding back our tefillahs from being answered, and then somehow Tyra is going to help that. So what's the, what's, what, what, what is the necessary requirement to allow tefillahs to be answered. Again, this is an idea that he's mentioning now. We're going to see throughout the piece to develop it further. So he says, we're going to act like this. He says, the main component that a person needs to have in order for his davening to be accepted is a quality of chen. A person has to have chen. If a person has chen, then automatically what you ask for is accepted and answered whether you deserve it or not. Right, this is what we find, uh, it's negated to the parsha we just read by Noyach. Right? Noyach is the same letters as Chaim. Chazal say that Noyach, Betzem, even though he was a tzaddik, he wasn't that much of a tzaddik to be worthy of all the miracles of being saved by the Mabul. So why was he saved? So the end of parsha is gracious. Because he had a quality of Chaim. When you have Chaim, then even if what you're asking for you don't deserve, and maybe you know, it's a little, bit, a little bit crazy to ask for such big things, if a person has Chaim, then you're ready, and then the answer is always yes. So it says Rabbi Nachman, the Eitzah, for a person to be Zaycha, for his davening to be answered, and we'll see how Torah helps this. The Eitzah is that a person should have Chayn. If you have Chayn, your davening is always answered. Heim baruch nehim begashmi. Ki achshav, now Rabbi Nachman says, okay, so, and what's the, so what's the problem? What's, the problem is, ki achshav, nowadays, because of our Averis, Chayn v'chashivas hamiti shal Yisrael, the chain and the chashivas, which truly should be by the Jewish people, nafal, has fallen. Now, it seems that the chain and the chashivas, whatever, we'll have to define what these terms mean, but chain and chashivas is found by the nations of the world. But really, the main place of where chain, the main nation that should have grace and it should have chain, is by Kla Yisrael. But because we don't, our chayn seems to have been has been has been uh, sort of sent into exile. So that's why our tefillahs don't seem to be accepted. So the ikar way to to uh, make sure our tefillahs are accepted is by recapturing chayn. By recapturing chayn, avo they had Torah, and therefore it goes back to the beginning of the piece through learning Torah, and again in a specific way as he's going to explain throughout the without the piece. 
A person is able to recapture and to regain their sense of chayim. Yeah, it's okay. When Rav Nachman has always been on since... Grace, favor, it's hard to type. There's no, there's no good translation for the word. Probably in English, grace, fa- you know, if I found favor in your eyes, that's usually uh, it means, you know, little children have chen. When they ask for something, even if they don't deserve it and they really shouldn't get it, there's a certain, they have a certain chen that you just want to give it to them. He's gonna, in, the, in the Torah, he's going to define it for us a little bit better. Or not define it, but at least to, to explain it. So, but Torah returns chen to the Jewish people. Chazal say, the Gemara says in Ervin, based on this pasuk, that viyalas chen, that Torah is is described as something that brings favor, that brings grace, brings chen to the one that learns it. And once you have chen, then your davening is accepted. So this is the tzura, this is the, the formula Rebbe Nachman is painting for us. You want your tefillahs to be accepted, okay, the etza is to be someone that has chen. Now, in order to get your chen, and really you should have chen, you will fundamentally have chen as a yid. The problem is gullus comes, and our chen is nebuchin gullus. So to return our chen, which is naturally in the possession of the Jewish people, to return that chen, so a person has to go through a certain process, as he's going to talk about in this piece, and Torah is a major component in that, to return your chen, once you have chen, your davening is accepted. Okay, so... Before we even begin to then now go into the main body of the text of like, so what's this, what does chen mean and how does one recapture it and why is Torah, how does Torah play a role in this? Let me just give you an outline of, of the way the Rabbi Nachman is going to go through this Indian and, and the approach of Rabbi Nachman himself in this Torah is already reflective of everything we were talking about last week, which is to reestablish Malchus based David and to reestablish davening as something fundamentally be'etzem chashev, not just as a hechatemsa. The way Rabbi Nachman is going to talk about the Indian of the Avoid of Chain and to recapture Chain are based on the letters of Ches and Nun. Right? The word Chain is Ches and Nun. So Rabbi Nachman is going to tell us that there's an, in, there's an Avoid in the Nefesh. There's a certain Avoida which is called, there's, there's, the, there's a physical letter of Ches, obviously, Ches and Nun. Rabbi Nachman says, but the letters Ches and Nun, you, you could translate those letters in terms of a certain Avodah Hashem. There's an Avodah Hashem which is called the letter Ches. It's an Avodah Hashem which is called the letter Nun. And by, 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 by living those Avodahs of Ches and Nun, you are then building Chain or recapturing Chain within yourself. And once you embody the Indian of Chain, then the Rabbanu Shleilam sees you as, as Bachaint, as, as someone that has Chain, and the Melo Yudavadin is accepted. That's the, that's the model Rabbi Nachman is going to use to starting with the letters Ches and Nun. Those are, those are obviously physical letters that we use to spell a word. They translate in a certain way in the Nefesh. And Memela, once they're translated that way in the Nefesh, the Rabbani Shloilam, your relationship with God is in such a way of Chayim. Okay, so it can't be coincidence that this is the approach Rabbi Nachman is using, Dafka in the first piece. So what's significant when I, what's the significance about this Mahalach? So listen, like I said, it's, uh, it's infinite, but just to give a little bit of a Pesach into why, what's the significance of such a Mahalach? The letters Chesanun, translated into Havadis Hashem, and then the Rabbanu Shloilam, you, 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 then you have Chain in that place of Elikos, in that place of divinity. 
So there's a, a famous uh, letter from the Baal Shem Tev, right? The, there's one sentence of it is very, very famous, especially over here. So the, the, we know that, uh, that, that the Baal Shem Tev wrote a letter to his brother-in-law, right? And he said that at some point he had a Elias Neshama. His Neshama went up to Shammai and went from chamber to chamber until he went to the Hechel of Mashiach, right? And he asked Mashiach, when is Mashiach coming? So Mashiach said, when your Torah spread forth, that's the famous part. Then Mashiach went further. He said, and, and as well, when, when Klai Yisrael, when Yidin, even the simplest of Jews, is able to make Yichudim like you, to miyached Yichudim like the Baal Shem. So Baal Shem says to his brother-in-law, when I heard that, I had a lot of Chalishas Adas. It's one thing, Hafatas Mayonis, that people should learn my Torah, okay, but that everyone should be Zaycha to make Yichudim like me. So Baal Shem said, when is that going to be? I felt that... So, so Baal Shem says to his brother-in-law that at that, that time, Mashiach revealed to me certain secrets. And those secrets that the, that the Mashiach revealed to me gave me Yishev Adas. And he says, I'm not able to tell you everything I heard, but one thing I will tell you, and with this idea that I'm one, the, the, this thing that I'm telling you right now, it's talk, uh, it gave me Yishev Adas that it's possible for every year to be Zaycha to make Yichudim like me. What is the secret that the Mashiach told him? So Mashiach told him that, the, that a Yid should have in mind that every word that comes out of your mouth, which is based on letters, every letter and every word that comes out of your mouth, you have, to, you have to realize and have in mind that there are three dimensions to every single word that comes out of your mouth. Number one, Eilimus. Number two, Neshamus. And number three, Elikos. Worlds, souls, divinity. And the Mashiach told Baal Shem, when you have in mind that when you speak, even just some words, you have in mind these three components, of Oilemis, Neshamas, and Elikus, that's called making Yichudim like the Baal Shem. What does it mean, Oilemis, Neshamas, and Elikus? Okay, so it's a, it's, a, it's a big Indian. But on a very simple level, Oilemis, worlds, what does it mean that your words have worlds to them? It means, worlds means the, the actual physicality of the word itself. When you speak, what, what is speech? It's vibrations, right? So, I mean, we, we don't necessarily feel it as vibrations, but if you... But, but that's really what it is, right? So when you speak, when words come out of your mouth, first of all, vibrations are coming out of your mouth, which is real, which is something tangible. It's mamish, uh, vibrations are, are an actual physical mitzvah. It's also, there's also heat and vapor that comes out of your mouth when you speak. So there is a physicality to words. That's called oilamus. That's called worlds. That's called worlds. The, wor- the oilamus within your deeper, within the words that you speak, that's called the, the part of the words, which is tangible. Then the Baal Shanta said, the Baal Shanta, you know, from the name of Mashiach, that contained within that is what? Is Nishamas. What do you mean? Souls that are in your words. On a very simple level, it means that what you say contains your feelings and your thoughts. There's a, there's a piece of you in your words, right? Now, th- it doesn't always have to be like that. This is why, you know, a person could just say words and you don't, and, and chas v'sham, it's, it's, it's words of lies. So if a person is lying, all there is is the vapor. Right? All there is is the, is, the, is the vibrations, but your soul is not in it, because it's, it's not the words of truth. So, the, said, the, said the Mashiach, the Avayd is, when you speak, have in mind that there are worlds there, in other words, it's the physical word, but to make sure that contained in your words is your soul. In other words, that number one, words of truth. Second of all, to say it with your heart. You say good morning, or whatever that you say, to say it uh, with your neshama. And then the Mashiach said in the final stages that, and you should know, contained in your neshama is what? Is Elikos. Is Rabban Hashem himself. In other words, peeling back all the layers, what comes out is, is that every word that you say, the words themselves, 
contain not just they're not just the words. Not only does it contain your neshama, but it also contains Mamash the Rabbanu himself. Now this is a big principle by the Baal Shem, especially, especially. I, I've spoken about this, I think, before, that in the early generations of of, of Chassidus, the early generations of the Svarim, the first two generations or so on, this was like a major inyan. This inyan of of oilmist, neshamist, and elokus contained in every in every word was mamish like a big avoid, a big inyan. For whatever reason, in the later generations of Chassidus, it sort of became, they didn't talk about it as much. The Kamarna happens to be the Kamarna rabbi, he, all of us saw Ramamish, like very much focused on this Indian of Oilemus and Shomus and Elikos. But, uh, but that's what the Balshanta Balshanta says in the name of the, um, of the Mashiach. Now, this Indian that, that, that Rabbi Nachman is, is, is the model that Rabbi Nachman is using for the first piece in the Kut Maran. Which is again about reestablishing the word of the world of davening, which is David Amela, which is a way back to Mashiach. So what's the model that he's using? He's using this model of Oilamis, Neshamis, and Elakus. In other words, that that in order to reestablish our davening, what do we need to do? We need to recapture our chain. How do you recapture our chain? So Rabbi could have just said a Torah, but the way he says it is there's the letters Chesanon. That's the, the physical, tangible letters in the Aleph base. But then there's what that means in the Neshama, the Avaid of Chesanon. And when you have that in the neshama, the memela, the rabbanu shalom, your, your, the rabbanu shalom also looks at you in his world, in his eyes. You have chayin. So you see what he just did over there. There's oilimus, neshamas, and elikus based on the letters ches and nun. Because Rabbi Nachman again, is, is, the the, the Rabbi Nachman is again trying to reestablish davening, which is malchus based david, which is Mashiach. And as Mashiach told the Baal Shem Tov, the way to bring Mashiach is what is to have this in mind that every word that you say is not just the physical nature of the word, but the words themselves, the physicality of the words, have your neshama, and they have their Rabbanu Shalom in it. So this model of, of words and letters having oilmas, neshama, and elikus, is mamash the model that Rabbi Nachman is using as well to rebuild Malchus based David. Now this is not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence either, because the very inyan of tefillah being reestablished as something fundamentally ikr, and not just a secondary zach, is deeply related to this inyan of letters having neshamis and elikus in them. Why? Because just as davening, just as davening can be seen as just a, a secondary thing, right? As a means towards an end. It's not the, the ikr. The ikr is other avaydas. Davening is it's chayisha. It's things of this world. It's somewhat physical. It's somewhat uh, down to earth. Okay, I need a refuah, I need a yeshua, I need a bani chayim mezani. I need those things in order to serve Hashem in a proper way. But the ikr inyan of asking for those things is a secondary zach. It's chayishah, it's things of this world. But what does it mean to reestablish malchus based David? It means chayishah. It means, do you have any idea what it means, things of this world? That's the ikr. The, the, how does one begin to wrap one's head around this idea that davening is an ikr? That davening is the is 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 a fundamental zach, not a secondary thing. It's by realizing that the things that you're davening for, which are things of this world, are also mamish and ikr. How's daven, how things of this world are an ikr? Yeah, because when we realize that the Rabbanu Shalom creates everything, and molei kolaretz kavodai, and enoi movadai, then all of a sudden what I think of as secondary, and what I think of as very physical, tangible, very personal, my own inyanim, and what does my inyan have to do with the whole universe? Einan Bovade says that the same Rabbanu Shalom that's hyper-focused on big things is also hyper-focused on small things. So, the same, so that means that even the small things in my life, which is what davening is, what davening is for, even those small things are mamish the biggest things in the world. So in order to begin to wrap our heads around 
davening becoming a fundamental zach, we have to begin to realize that even the smallest thing, and even the most physical thing, is saturated with God's presence. Because when we realize that everything is saturated with Hashem's presence, then all of a sudden there's no such thing as anything that's small. There's no such thing as anything that's tiny. There's no such thing as anything that's secondary. Everything is, is an ikr. Like I mentioned this from Rav Tzaddik. Rav Tzaddik says that when the Gemara says that davening is something that's oime brumish oilam, stands at the highest place in the world, and people don't take it seriously. So usually the way it's interpreted is that davening itself is a chash of a thing, but people don't take davening seriously. Rav Tzaddik says it's not the pshat. Rav Tzaddik says the pshat is, people take davening, the, the issue is that people don't take seriously enough what they're davening for. Is that there's a certain part of the neshama that feels uncomfortable talking to Hashem about the things that's going on in their life. Because when the neshama is standing in the, front of, in the presence of the king of all kings, it's like, and this is what I'm talking about. I should be talking about much bigger things, but all of a sudden I'm talking about my own Indian. The Rabbi Tzaddik says, no, 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 no. What you're asking for, even if it's tiny and small and very chayisha, very earthly and very physical in your life, it's oimib rumashalayulam. It stands in the highest place in the world. It's the most important thing to the rabbanishalam. Your tiny little inyanim is the, is the most important thing by the rabbanishalam because his light and his life is, 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 you know, is found in the tiniest things as well, just like in the big things. As far as Rabbanisham is concerned, is there really any more energy and effort for him to sustain uh, you know, uh, the planet Saturn or, or, or sustaining a tiny little blade of grass? We're talking about God anyway. So what's big, what's small? So the whole notion of there being something that's important and something that's secondary is bechlal, not realizing how great God is. When we realize how great God is, what's enough to mean a big or small? So a fundamental inion of re-establishing davening and Malchus Pes David as an ikr is realizing that even the most physical, the lowest, the tiniest thing is mamish full of Hashem's light. And once it's full of Hashem's light, then it's, then it's an ikr, then it's fundamental, then it's, more, then it's the most important thing in the world. This is what, this is, and again, this is, and in order to do this, this is what the Mashiach told, them, told the Baal Shem, is to realize that every word that comes out of your mouth, every word that comes out of your mouth is mamish full of elokos. Now, what's a funny thing is because words are not only are they physical, they're tangible, like I said, vibrations. And the Mashiach is saying that in the vibrations, in the physicality of your words, is the Rabbanu Shalom found. But not only that, words themselves, if you think about it, are fundamentally secondary. In other words, why do I speak? The only reason why I ever speak is because I need someone to do something. And really, if I could just do it without me having to say it, I'd be happy. No, but because he can't read my thoughts... So I'm in my life to communicate, and I have to tell the person, do me a favor, pass me a tissue. If the person chopped what I wanted, he would have passed me a tissue anyway. So if you think about it, the entire concept of speaking is chayisha. It's temporary, it's secondary, it's not, it's, it's be'etzem tofel. But, but the whole meaning of reestablishing Malchus based of it is what? Is that that which you think is secondary becomes an ikr. Why? Because the same God that's focused on the ikr things is also focused on the tafel things. So then what makes it tafel? What makes it ikr? So the whole inyan of Malchus based David and reestablishing davening as, as an ikr is wrapping our heads around this truth, that there is no such thing as tafel and, and what the, the Rabbanu Shalom created everything. And the Rabbanu Shalom is involved and invested in everything. And if the Rabbanu Shalom is invested in everything, then everything is important. And, there, and this expresses itself, dafka, in that Torah that the Mashiach told the Baal Shem, that your words are full of godliness. Because words themselves really are, are, are secondary. This is why speaking words are, are very associated with davening, right? 
We know when it comes to learning, there's a big machlagis between the Gron and the Balatanya, where the person to fulfill the mitzvah of learning has to speak. Okay, but everyone agrees when it comes to davening, to fulfill your mitzvah Shemun Esrei, you have to move your lips. Right? So in order, davening demands speaking. What's the connection between davening and speaking? It's because davening it seems to be something secondary. I'm just trying to get stuff in order to do the rest of my, my main things. And, and words are like that. I'm just asking the guy to pass me a tissue because I need the tissue. But if he could just pass me a tissue anyway, I wouldn't have to say anything. So if God can give me my inyanim that I need, my body chem is wouldn't have to say anything anyway. So the whole inyanim of davening, just like words, is a secondary zach. But that's the point. The point is Rabbi Nachman is coming to the world, following the Baal Shem Tev, who was told by Mashiach, is that no, 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 no. The whole inyanim of gula and returning Malchus based David to his proper position is what? Is to realize that what looks like secondary, which is davening, and the whole inyanim of speaking, not, is not secondary at all. It's Mamish Why? Because the whole leaning of Mashiach is what? Is to reveal that what? That everything is full of God's presence. And if God's presence is everywhere, then there's no such thing as one thing that's more important than the other. Everything is, is full of God's presence. So this, is the, this becomes the fundamental mahalach, and we're going to see that this is really the underpinnings of the entire Torah in the first place of Likut Moran, which is to realize that everything is chashev that everything has a place in Hashem's Malchus, and there's no such thing in this world as like just I'm a throwaway extra zach that's really unnecessary, and there's no part of your life that's just I'm a throwaway zach that's really unnecessary. Everything is in Iker. And, in order to, and realizing that everything is in Iker, is Mamish returning Malchus based over to his proper stature that allows a person to daven really, allows a person to speak, and even when we went, like, like, you know, again, one of the fundamental teachings of the Baal Shem Tev is that uh, a person has to, has to wrap your head around this, that not always does the, like, Hashem needs our avoida not in our terms. Hashem needs our avoida on his terms. In other words, we could think that the ikroi to serve Hashem is in this way. But then there's like, okay, well, okay, I have to go to work, I have to deal with this, I have to deal with family, I have to deal with that. No, no. Baal Shem Tev said, no, no, no. Whatever you're doing, that's the most important thing in the world right now. That's a Mashiach de Kemaychen. That's a that's a reestablishing Malchus based David de Kenyan. Okay, so Bez Hashem again. This is I guess Akdama number two. But Bez Hashem uh, next time we'll be able to to continue on in this piece. But this is this is like this is again just creating the backdrop to appreciate what the Torah is going to be about. To re, not just to reestablish davening, but to reestablish davening is to re, is to realize that every single prat in life is the most important thing in the world. The most important thing in the world. And there's no such thing as a throwaway, there's no such thing as a secondary zach. Mamish, everything is there, okay? We should be zeichet to be mechazek our davening. And with that, be able to greet Mashiach Zakein, who will be as called Sadek, and every main one. everybody. You came late, I said I have to go.